Thanks so much for tuning in. We here at Sandberg Student Services Leadership Team strive to help students plan for life after high school, and we hope that this podcast can be a tool for evaluating your post-secondary options and opportunities. We hope you enjoy. Hi, guys. It's Leo Serdar here with the SSLT Podcast, along with my co-host, Julia Canales, and we're here with an ASU representative, Chelsea. So to start off, would you like to explain the role that you play in the ASU community? Yes, so my job at ASU is basically to be a one-stop shop, a contact for prospective students as they're going through the admission process. So um, if I don't know the answer to a question, my job is to find the contact or the person to connect them to who can answer that question. So anything and everything admission-related, scholarship, financial aid, and next steps of the enrollment process, visit opportunities, anything like that. Thank you. Where is your university located and what would you say the campus setting is like? We are located in the Phoenix metro area. We have actually four different campuses that makes it able for our students to choose what campus environment works best for them. So each campus has a unique set of majors that are offered, and that means that whatever you choose to major in kind of determines what campus environment that you um, are on. So. We have an urban setting in downtown Phoenix. We also have a college town setting in Tempe. And then we have more rural um, settings in uh, Mesa and then also another campus in Glendale. So four campuses total all in the Phoenix metro area. So you can kind of choose what environment you want. Okay, so would you say that that makes it a little bit easier for um, like students from all around like the US or anywhere in the world to adapt to ASU? Yeah, I would I would definitely say that because of our environment, um, we are very inclusive at ASU as well. We do have a very diverse student population and student body. We have about 70,000 undergraduate students and about almost a quarter of them identify as members of underrepresented groups or populations. And so I do think that because of that and for you know, being inclusive and having all those different options, not just limited to our campuses, of course, but to everything ASU, I think that does help us um, be able to have that diverse environment of our students. Thank you so much. Now to pivot to admissions and aid, would you say there's any distinctive features of a student's application that you would look for or like to see? Yeah, so at ASU, we are actually assured admission, which means we have a set academic criteria that we're looking for in an applicant in order to guarantee them admission. So the set criteria is 16 core competencies that we're looking for a C or higher in each subject area. In addition to that, we're looking for either an 1180 SAT, 24 ACT, or a 3.0 core unweighted GPA. So if an applicant Um, to ASU meets that criteria, they're guaranteed admission. And if an applicant falls a little bit below that criteria, we still definitely evaluate them for admission. We will consider them. And whether or not they have a chance of being admitted more so depends on how many of those competency courses they actually do have, what their GPA and or test score is, and then we can evaluate them on an individual basis through the committee. Awesome. So when a student's applying, are they applying to a specific college or just the university as a whole? The We have one application for students to um, fill out and all of our programs are direct entry. So when you fill out the application, how we distinguish what program you're going to go into just depends on what you put on that academic information section as to what you want to major in. So we do have a set 
amount of programs that have higher criteria. If a student wants to apply for those as their first choice, they're required to put a second choice major in that section as well, so that in the event they don't have they don't meet the higher criteria for their first choice program, we can evaluate them for their second choice, which is required to be something that does not have higher criteria. Thank you for that. Would you also be able to walk through the structure of your financial aid system? Would you sure. Be yeah. So we, like a lot of most other schools, we do um, have students that complete and submit the FAFSA, um, the free application for federal student aid. And that is probably the first thing that students need to do when it opens in October prior to the fall of them entering their um, freshman year or their first year of college. And so that that is a process that a lot of our students go through. Um, for out of state students specifically, our most popular form of financial assistance is going to be in our merit-based scholarships. So um, if students fill out the FAFSA, of course, we'll evaluate them, um, award them a package based on that if they're eligible for financial aid. And then in addition to that, what, what we offer most commonly to out-of-state students is going to be those merit scholarships, and those um, are dependent on academic profile, so combination of your test score and your core unweighted GPA. Awesome. Um, so to transition a little bit over to academics at ASU, what are some of your most popular majors? Some of our most popular majors, they go back and forth. Um, oftentimes between like engineering and business, I would say are very po both very popular at ASU. But then also fine arts are a, um, a really great major at ASU. And then education, nursing, and then we have one of the top three journalism programs in the nation. So we're also very proud of that program. So. Wow. With that, what would you say your policy is on double majoring? Double majoring is very common. It's simply that when a student enters as a first-year student at ASU, after they've applied, they can only apply and be admitted to one program first and foremost. And then as a current student, they will meet with their advisor, and their advisor can ultimately sign off on them pursuing a second major or a minor. It all depends on academics because when a student comes to ASU, we want to first and foremost make sure that they're academically successful before we allow them to add additional course load um, to their degree or adding a minor. So that's what we're checking for first. And we also do want to make sure that students graduate in four years. That's a big priority of ours. So when a student is pursuing their major, sometimes adding a second major or a minor can extend that four-year timeline. And so we want to do everything that we can to make sure that first, you know, that what they want to double major in is realistically going to help them meet their career goals. And then also that they can handle the additional coursework that comes with it. Interesting. Okay. So what are your average class sizes? Average class sizes are actually getting smaller. Um, our student to faculty ratio got smaller this last year. It used to be 23 to one, now it's like 20 to one. So um, we are adding more faculty members. Our student body is continuing to grow and we're even growing with our faculty that we've hired as well. So about 43% of our classes have fewer than 19 students. So even for a university our size, um, there are, you know, it's, it's pretty uncommon, I feel like, for to still be able to offer class sizes that are that small. Does ASU have an honors program? We do. We have a really unique one, actually. So we our honors college is known as the gold standard amongst honors colleges. We It's a very unique setup. It's a residential community as well. So not only do you have a residential community within your academic college, but as a bare honors college student, you have that as an additional community at ASU. So it's really more of an extended 
set of resources for students to tap into. So um, for students that are kind of considering and going back and forth between smaller selective universities and a school like ASU, you kind of get the best, of both, the best of both worlds as far as that goes because you can get that small private university feel at a very large university like ASU. So you have that small experience, um, but then you get the resources to utilize and the research opportunities and the internships from the businesses in the area that are available to a school like a Pac-12 school like ASU that has um, all of the different companies in the Fortune 500 that are in the area. So you really get the best of both worlds by being a part of Barrett. Um, it is a separate application process and it has about a 30-hour credit curriculum spread across your four years um, at ASU as an undergraduate. So ASU sounds like a really awesome campus, but is studying abroad an option? And if so, what are your most popular destinations slash programs? Absolutely. Yeah. Study abroad, um, I would say, actually, they're trying to get more students to study abroad. They're trying to encourage students to take advantage of that. We do have several students, I feel like, that do take advantage of it. But there are some myths that go along with study abroad. One of them being finances uh, is a barrier for a lot of students, but that's actually we, we have programs that are very affordable for study abroad, especially if you have scholarship, which we do offer that through the study abroad office. Uh, we have hundreds of countries as destinations that students can choose from. We have faculty-led programs. We have programs that you can go abroad with other students from other universities. I would say any European country is very popular, of course, but we also have some of those more unique programs as well that you can, that you can do. We have anything from a week long all the way up to a year long and in between. So really what works best for the students uh, if they meet with the study abroad office and um, with departments they'll work together to really come up with a program that works for the student um, both cost-wise and with their curriculum if that's something that they're looking for. You had mentioned um, various Fortune 500 companies are in the area of ASU. To what extent would you say internships are incorporated into a major's fulfillment requirements? So some majors are going to either encourage them, some majors it's going to be a requirement. But the thing about being in the Phoenix area is that's really beneficial for our students and for our community because our community has access to all these college students that are just ready to get all of the experience that they need. And so being in the fifth largest metropolitan city in the country, that puts us at an advantage because we are one of the three state schools that and out of those state schools where we serve Phoenix. And so our students fill the spots for the internships, which just gives them that much more experience as a graduate. And so then they're competing for jobs against these other students that have not had the access to those um, companies for internships the way that they have during their undergraduate experience. So it really is beneficial being part of the Phoenix area. All right, so to transition to something a little more fun, um, just kind of a few questions about student life. What is the Greek life like at ASU? Greek life is very, um, it, it, it's very inclusive. So going along with our charter of uh, a mission as a university of trying to be in, as inclusive as possible to many different types of learners, our Greek life that, that goes all the way down to our Greek life and all of our student organizations. So I believe that our Greek life has set up a system that actually makes it a little more affordable to be a Greek student. And on top of that, we actually just built a brand new Greek leadership village that's in its second year right now, which is a residential community for Greek students. And so it has the they have their own student union, they have housing, and so it really is something that I see growing even more so in the next couple of years. As it stands right now, 
we probably don't have as many students that are Greek as some other universities, but that's simply because when you look at the percentage and how many students we actually have, um, it's actually quite a good portion of our students. It just doesn't seem like it when you when you when you look at the percentage, just because we're so large. Mm-hmm. But um, there are tons of ways to get involved at ASU. Over a thousand organizations and um, Greek sororities and fraternities are just a few of those examples. To add on to the talk about your campus mm-hmm. life, how would you say your campus contributes to the general college experience at ASU? I think ASU, the best thing about ASU, well, two of the best things about ASU that we we really try to highlight to students and to families, and that I think our, our students really love about it, and the faculty members and the staff members, is number one, our, our mission of being inclusive. As, as we possibly can to all different types of learners. Um, we're really trying to cater to the also the non-traditional learner as well by really amping up our online presence and forming partnerships with corporations that allow their employees to get their degree through ASU Online. And I think that's one of the, the things that students and parents and alums and faculty members and myself included really love about the university is that we are dedicated to that mission of being inclusive and it's um, reflected in our admission criteria and um, we're getting students to ASU we ha- we're growing but they're staying as well the students that come to us and I think that's because of the support services that we have in place to make students successful their freshman year so I think that's one of the reasons that um, that students stay as well we were recently ranked as one of the top 10 schools for first year student experience as well and I think that is really telling um, because of our inclusivity mission and then also innovation of course we were just ranked number five in the nation for the fifth consecutive I'm, I'm sorry number one in the nation for the fifth consecutive year um, and so that's another thing that we're really proud of goes back to um, our four campus structure um, the diverse programming that we offer for students the partnerships that we have with corporations so I think the innovation and the inclusivity those are the two favorite things my two favorite things about ASU as well. That sounds really awesome. Are there any Arizona-specific activities that students get to partake in? Yeah, so we have tons of different professional sports teams in the area, so that's very accessible to students. If they hop on the light rail or the shuttle, they can take that to go see any of the games, any of the music festivals that are taking place in downtown Phoenix, and not to mention our shuttle, student shuttle connects all four of our campuses. So if a student wants to partake in any activities that are on another campus, they can certainly do that for free just by hopping on the student shuttle. Um, Also hiking trails, there are hundreds of miles of hiking trails in the Phoenix area. So if you're an outdoors person, you like to go skiing, you like to spend time outside, uh, that's gonna definitely be something that you can enjoy while you're there as well, especially different for students coming from the Midwest, of course, because the climate is such that you can do anything outside all year round. So you can literally lay out by the swimming pool and then also just go skiing in the same day if you want to. So there aren't a lot of places that you can say that about, but at in Arizona, you can definitely do those things. And now to wrap things up, what is one last thing you'd like to say to any potential first-year students? I think the best advice that I could give um, first year, so are you talking about entering as a first year student yeah, or entering, going through the application entering, process? Yeah, both. Yeah, both? both. Okay, so going through the application process, I think just not overloading yourself on applying to tons and tons of schools, maybe pick four five at the most um, and make sure that you've got some variety when you're looking at different types of schools and also to utilize 
reference, utilize resources, utilize people like me. Most colleges and universities have someone that is me that does what I do for a specific college or university. Knowing that I'm here to utilize as a resource, I think is the big thing. Um, and that I'm happy to talk to parents as well if they give me a call or they email me. Um, so utilizing resources that are there, not overloading yourself through the application process. Um, and not taking it too seriously. <laughs> I think that it can be stressful if you're if you're taking it um, too seriously. Of course, you want to you know make sure that you're doing things the right way as well. But it doesn't have to be stressful. I think is the number one thing. And then um, going in as a first year student, I think is just getting involved. Um, and at ASU, I feel like that's not a problem for students because we do have so many ways that you can get involved on campus get engaged into the environment make it feel like a home immediately um, just getting involved in making as many friends as you can because that's what's going to help you really be successful academically as well as if you're academic uh, if you're socially successful and you're making friends you're going to be that much more successful as a student thank you so much right, for being thank you so much you're welcome thank, awesome. you. Yeah. thank you yeah hey guys my name is hasm zedan and i'm the podcast editor for the sslt it would be greatly appreciated if you guys filled out a survey. Let us know how we did and where we can improve. Thank you very much for listening.